From WBEZ Chicago and PRX, this is Sound Opinions. I'm Jim DeRogatis. And I'm Greg Cott. We're lucky to have so many talented musicians come on our show, but we don't always have time to share every performance. Today, we're playing never-before-aired performances from artists such as Courtney Barnett, The Drive-By Truckers, Slater Kinney, and more. In my wallet is a photo of you The day we split, I ripped it in two Stuck it back together with glue And we'll pay tribute to Grant Hart of Husker Du. That's all coming up on Sound Opinions. This is Sound Opinions, and later in the show, we're digging into the vaults and unearthing some wonderful live performances you haven't heard before. But first, we have to pay tribute to a drummer, a singer, a songwriter who I think uh, Greg and I both think is one of the most important of our generation. That is Sorry Somehow, one of many great songs that drummer Grant Hart wrote in the band Husker Du. Grant Hart dead at the age of 56 on September 13th. He died of cancer. The tragic deaths come one after another, it seems, in this yeah. business. And, and Grant Hart was in a particularly tough blow to many of us who grew up with that indie rock scene of the 80s with Husker Du at, at the center of it in many ways. Now, most people, Jim, I think, associate that band with Bob Mould. They, they yeah. think about Bob Mould when they think of Husker Du, went on to have an extremely successful solo career. What they don't realize, perhaps, is that uh, Grant Hart was in many ways an equal partner, c- certainly as a creative force in that trio. Yeah, I see there were two generations, yeah. you know, that never saw Husker Du but became fans of Bob Mould, whereas you're right, every single show, it was always song A from yeah. Grant, song B from Bob. It was it was like the Beatles. It, it was like you couldn't separate Lennon and McCartney. It was a truly remarkable band for that reason, that sort of yin-yang thing they had going up there on stage as well as on record. Bob Mould would write a song like Something I Learned Today. Hart would respond with Pink Turns Blue. You know, Mould would come up with Makes No Sense at All. You've got Hart with Green Eyes. One yeah. great song after another. And it was a remarkable band uh, formed in, in St. Paul, uh, Minnesota, in, in the late 70s. Uh, two misfit punk rock kids bonding on their mutual love of music and, and, their, and then their sense of being outsiders. They didn't mm-hmm. fit in anywhere, socially or uh, musically, uh, and, and started out as a hardcore band. But what really set them apart, Jim, from that whole scene, and they were a great hardcore band, hardcore punk band, uh, was the songwriting. When, when Grant Hart and Bob Mould started writing original songs, uh, they were being inspired by a lot of their 60s and 70s 
inspirations. They the the everyone from the Beatles to great psychedelic bands to the early punk bands. Yeah, all Donovan, those influences, the in, Birds. You could hear them all in those in those songs. Uh, Grant Hart, uh, what a what a presence on stage. I mean, Bob Mould was like this dancing bear up there, teetering on one foot. Yeah, with this large man with this playing this flying V guitar. But Grant Hart was equally difficult to take your eyes off of. The you know the barefoot uh, drummer usually stripped down to nothing but shorts up there. Very short shorts. Kind of a hippie guy. Sweatier know, than drums. any human being I ever saw. And, and the thing about Grant, not only was he a great songwriter, he sang uh, vocals, but as a drummer, uh, that sheets of sound approach to drumming, very jazz-oriented assaults on the drums in combination with Bob Mould's guitar, which often sounded like three guitars going at once, uh, they made this incredible sound and yet melody at the core of almost everything they wrote. I mean, the fact that you can basically name every 90s uh, alternative rock band as being inspired by uh, Husker Du is not an exaggeration. I mean, they all have spoken eloquently about the, how uh, Husker Du influenced them, whether it was Nirvana, Pixies, Foo Fighters, Green Day. Uh, they, all, oh, they all are taking from that blueprint laid down, that melody and mayhem combo. Sweet and sour. Exactly. Uh, we want to pay tribute to Grant Harden, and there, and there are so many amazing songs we could have uh, chosen uh, to pay tribute to him, but I think the one that stands out for both of us is The Girl Who Lives on Heaven Hill uh, from Husker Du's classic New Day Rising record from 1985. This is Grant Hart at his best on Sound Opinions.
The Girl Who Lives on Heaven Hill from Husker Du, written by Grant Hart, in tribute to Grant Hart dead at the age of 56. If you've got a favorite Grant Hart song or memory, give us a call at 888-859-1800. Greg, we always consider ourselves extraordinarily lucky here at Sound Opinions to host great musicians performing live and talking with us. It's it's like they're coming to our basement, our house, and we're hanging out, (laughs) and we're getting a concert, right? We try to air as much of the performance as possible, but occasionally we're left with extra songs that did not make it into the show. So we are going to celebrate those never-before-heard live performances from guests we've had on the show recently, starting with the wonderful Courtney Barnett. We taped her live, not in our basement here at WBEZ, but at the Goose Island Tap Room, and the show aired in August 2016. It was interesting, I think, in a lot of ways. First of all, Courtney is one of the best uh, singers and songwriters I've encountered in the last decade. Incredibly strong stuff. And she performed for us talking and singing just her and the electric guitar. It was not the full-on power trio that is so overwhelming when you see them live. We talked to her about her 2015 debut, Sometimes I Sit and Think, and Sometimes I Just Sit, one of my favorite album titles ever. And uh, we both had had it on our top 10 list that year. We wanted to get into her songwriting process and her musical influences, And here she is playing a great song called Scotty Says from her debut album.
Courtney Barnett hey. with Scotty Says Live on Sound Opinions. Uh, next up, Jim, we're going to do Mud Honey from uh, Seattle. Boy, that was fun. We tri- we did a road trip to Seattle last year, and it was uh, one of our most fun ventures, I have to say. We were at the Neptune Theater, and the band, which has been around since the late 80s, basically precursors of that, I hate to use the G word, but that G-word scene that was in Seattle in the yeah, early 90s, yeah, yeah uh, they, they got there ahead of just about everybody in terms of the sound and the sensibility, basically drawing on, you know, early punk rock, precursors of punk rock, Iggy and the Stooges, you know, uh, bands of that ilk. Like and, the and Sonics, the Sonics, you know, another Pacific, Pacific Northwest, Northwest band that yeah. had gotten there in the 60s. So three of the four guys go way back in the band, Mark Arm on guitar and vocals, uh, lead guitarist Steve Turner, the drummer Dan Peters, the new guy, he's actually been there for like 16. 17 years at this point is Guy Madison. We sat down and talked with the band, and then they played a full set for oh, us. Man, and know. it was one of the great moments, you know, just being able to sit there and watch Mud Honey go full on for about an hour at the Neptune Theater in their home base in front of a really enthusiastic audience. We also got a picture, you and me, uh, <laughs> kneeling next to the footboard that has the, the Super Fuzz Big Muff pedal. That's right. We I, I, I have those pictures. It's like, okay, now we're seeing these iconic moments of how Steve Turner got that really dirty sound on those early Mud Honey records. And you can hear some of that on the song we're going to play here. It's 1995 from their 1995 album, My Brother the Cow, from Mud Honey on Sound Opinions. Whoa! 
That is Mud Honey with 1995 from their 2016 live performance for Sound Opinions in Seattle. After a break, Jim and I are going to share some never-before-aired live performances from Slater Kinney, Zola Jesus, and more. That's all coming up on Sound Opinions from WBEZ Chicago and PRX. Welcome back to Sound Opinions. I'm Jim DeRogatis. My partner is Greg Cott. You know, Greg, maybe it's a good time to mention this. People wonder sometimes how we choose the bands we have to come in and and perform and to talk with us. And and there have to be, I, I think they have to meet three criteria. Number one, we both have to like them. Mm-hmm. You know, number two, <laughs> we have to know that they have something to say in an interview that's as interesting as the music they're going to play. And number three, we'd like them to play. Uh, and then it breaks our heart when, when we can't include everything they play for us. In 2015, we aired a show uh, taped with Zola Jesus live at the Virgin Hotel in Chicago. The hotel was just opening. They wanted to do this event. Um, You know, I'm fascinated by her uh, songwriting and her music. Uh, And it was all the more interesting because she grew up literally, uh, you know, in the middle of nowhere, a very isolated community. And she loved opera and she loved sort of gothic uh, music and and the work of uh, David Lynch, uh, who she'd eventually uh, work with. He'd remix one of her songs. Um, You know, she was a misfit. She was very much not fitting in. And she shared that with us and she played an excellent song called Hunger from her Taiga album. She has a new record out just now. Uh, I'm eager to listen to that. But here she is from 2015. Zola Jesus on Sound Opinions. Thank you. 
Hunger by Zola Jesus on Sound Opinions. Greg, what's next? Slater Kinney is next, Jim. Uh, we were uh, really happy to talk to them when uh, they came back together again in uh, April of 2015. They had been away for almost a decade, and no one thought we'd ever see this band perform together again. But there they were with a new album that sounded fantastic, and we had an opportunity to talk to them uh, in the studio about why they got back together. Uh, Carrie Brownstein, Corin Tucker, Janet Weiss. To see Corin Tucker and Carrie Brownstein get those guitar parts together, they had that sort of weave you know, that the Rolling Stones had back in the early days with Keith Richards and, and Brian Jones. Or the television band. Exactly. Those, that, that sort of interlocking, who's the lead, who's the rhythm. They, they're kind of playing both of those parts. Uh, and you can really hear it on the song that we're going to play next. And then the other, the other aspect of the band, uh, we've now had a chance to, to watch Janet Weiss up close a couple of times it's as a drummer a in our yeah. studio. And it's always a treat. One of the great drummers in rock. This song was an interesting choice because uh, it's, it's called Get Up. It's from one of their outlier records, The Hot Rock. It's one of those records that sort of gets overlooked when we talk about the great Slater-Kinney records. But I think this performs kind of subtle nuance with that interplay of the guitar and Jan Weiss's equally empathetic drumming is a revelation. Get Up from Slater-Kinney on Sound Opinions from 2015. Yeah. 
Get Up from Slater Kinney on Sound Opinions from 2015. Jim, what's the next performance? Greg, I have Torres recorded in the Jim and K. Maybe performance studio, as Slater Kinney was. I always get a really big kick out of the all-station email that goes out here on <laughs> Navy Pier. You know, noise warning yeah. tomorrow, right? It always uh, warms my heart. It always, it is wonderful. Uh, and uh, Torres uh, was not noisy. She is deep and intense, uh, one of the most intense artists I think we've ever interviewed here, uh, drawing inspiration from all over the map, the Old Testament to J.D. Salinger, and talking about how music helped her confront feelings of a very troubled childhood. Uh, it's amazingly emotional music, and I love her work. She played a song called Ferris Wheel from her Sprinter album in 2015, which, of course, I had to make a joke about, you know, we're on Navy Pier, the big Ferris wheel, tourist central here mm. in Chicago. It's a beautiful song by Torres on Sound Opinions.
Ferris Wheel by Torres on Sound Opinions. You can watch all of these performances on soundopinions.org. Coming up, we'll keep revealing some never-before-heard live performances from Drive-By Truckers and Against Me. That's in a minute on Sound Opinions from WBEZ Chicago and PRX. Welcome back to Sound Opinions. I'm Greg Cott with Jim DeRigatis, and this week we're sharing some exclusive performances for the first time. I mean, we've got a bunch of great live musical moments on Sound Opinions that got left on the cutting room floor. And here's another one, Jim, that I think you and I are both uh, very excited to share because this was a, a terrific day 
of interview and performances from two members of Drive-By Truckers, Patterson Hood and Mike Cooley, uh, earlier this year, April of 2017, at the Goose Island Tap Room. Uh, acoustic, stripped down. You know, we, we've been talking uh, in the show, it seems to be a theme, uh, about songwriting duos. You yeah. know, first Husker Du with Grant Hart and Bob Mould. You know, Slater Kinney's got Corin Tucker and Carrie Brownstein. And uh, Drive-By Truckers has become really a two-headed songwriting monster now with Patterson Hood and Mike Cooley. And the two of those guys up there trading some of their songs acoustically was was a real treat. Uh, Hood and and Cooley are both great interviews, too. Uh, Very different people. Patterson's is garrulous and, uh, you know, (laughs) likes to explain things. And Cooley's kind of acerbic, and and you can see how they are, uh, they complement each other. Well, he doesn't do a lot of interviews, so we felt really privileged to have him. Absolutely, and they sounded great together. Uh, Patterson Hood uh, played one of his most moving songs. It was, uh, he'd said that it was written in the wake of uh, the Trayvon Martin killing and and the Ferguson riots. Uh, And, uh, you know, unfortunately, it's still even more relevant today, a Mm -hmm. couple of years later, uh, and and, uh, delivered it with such heart and soul. Uh, Here's here's a track from the Drive-By Truckers' latest album as performed by Patterson Hood and Mike Cooley, What It Means. Some looting in some stores 
And someone was reminded they ain't called colored folks no more. I mean, we try to be politically correct when we call names. What's the point of post-racial when old prejudices remain? And that guy who killed that kid down in Florida standing ground is free to beat up on his girlfriend and wave a brand new gun around. While some kid is dead and buried and laying in the ground with a pocket full of spit skittles. Astrophysics at our fingertips were standing at the summit And some man with a joystick lands a rocket on a comet We're living in an age where limitations are forgotten The outer edges move and dazzle us but the core is something rotten Cause we're standing at the precipice of prejudice and fear We trust science just as long as it tells us what we want to hear We want our truths all fair and balanced Long as our notions lie within it There's no sunlight in our asses And our heads are stuck up in it And our heroes may be rapists Who watches while we dream don't look for me for answers Cause I don't know what it means What it What it means from drive-by truckers. Jim, we've got one more performance to highlight. What's it going to be? Well, the following, Greg, was one of those uh, all-station emails that, that absolutely was a noise warning. Because when we had Against Me come into the Jim and K Maybe studio, they rocked ferociously. Against Me is a band I have loved from uh, throughout their entire career. Laura Jane Grace, when she came uh, to visit us and talk about the band's 2014 album, uh, Transgender Dysphoria Blues, uh, was as frank and honest and open and inspiring about her transition uh, as, as, as any artist ever has been. One of my favorite interviews ever on Sound Opinions. Uh, and, you know, the band is just as good as good gets. True Trans Soul Rebel, one of my favorite tracks from that album. It's got a real T-Rex kind of glam rock feel uh, mixed with The Clash, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, like two of the best things ever, chocolate and peanut butter. Against me on Sound Opinions.
against me, true trans soul rebel from a 2015 appearance here on Sound Opinions. Boy, what else have we got in those vaults, Greg? Jim, you'll just have to find out. We've got over <laughs> 600 shows at soundopinions.org. Check it out. What have you got on the show next week? Next week, Jim, we have an in-depth conversation with a great gospel soul singer, Mavis Staples. We started writing Freedom Song, March Up Freedom's Highway was the first one. And anything we saw happening in the world, we started writing. And we wrote a song about the Freedom Marches, and it goes something like this. Pops would tell the, the, the writer, songwriter, they always wanted to write for, Pops said, well look, if you want to write for the Staples, read the headlines. We want to sing about what's happening in the world, and if we see something that's wrong, we want to sing a song and try to fix it. As always, Sound Opinions is produced by Brendan Banizak, Evan Chung, Alex Claiborne, and Iona Contreras. Sound Opinions, everyone's a critic. So now it's time to hear what you have to say. New messages. My name is Jason. I'm a DJ in Raleigh, North Carolina, and I was really struck by the conversation you guys were having regarding the differentiation between art, artist, and whether or not we can support art by really bad artists in that regard. And this is something I actually have to struggle with all the time because I'm a DJ. But I learned pretty early on to separate what the artist's product meant to me personally and what I thought about the artist so that I wasn't beholden to the artist in how to interpret their work. It's actually one of the things I really appreciate about the uh, singer Seal, who famously never put lyrics in his liner notes because he said it wasn't his place to take away what a listener might construct meaning around even if it was from a misheard lyric. Thanks so much. Have a great one. Well, those around in criticize and sleep. I threw a fractal on a breaking wall. I see you, my friend, and touch your face again. Hey, guys. It's Scott from Gary, Indiana. And I just listened to you guys show about separating the art from the artist. Um, the bottom line is you, it's kind of necessity to separate art from artists. I mean, John Lennon was a woman beater. Um, Miles Davis, too. Biggie Smalls, too. But you have to learn how to separate art from artists and, and not put artists on a pedestal, but put the art on a pedestal. Hi, this is Ken Rothman calling from Cambridge, Ma, our first city. 
Uh, just following up on the uh, episode about back-to-school songs, uh, one thing that you guys didn't mention was the entire album, Schoolboys in Disgrace by the Kinks. Um, it's one of my favorite school-related things. Maybe if you need to pick a track, think about something like Headmaster or No More Looking Back. This is Barry from St. Louis. I was just listening to your late Bloomer show, and another interesting one is Ian Hunter, who was 33 years old when Mata Hoople released All the Young Dudes, and is still at it today, and is still great. So anyway, there's another one for you. Thanks a lot. Bye. Television man is crazy, Sam with juvenile Fellas, this is Candy from Freeport, Illinois. I know she's not, you know, someone who became well-known late in life. She became well-known after her life, but I just love her. Eva Cassidy, I hope you do a show about people who were not just gone too soon, but gone before anybody knew who they were. Fabulous, fabulous woman. Bye-bye. No more messages. To share your opinions on Sound Opinions, call 888-859-1800. We'll be back next week on Sound Opinions from WBEZ Chicago and distributed by PRX.